Uh, are you sure you're not on your um, uh, laptop mic by accident? No, no, definitely, definitely on the shore. Sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast all about video games and craft beer. I'm Ben Noda, and I am joined, as always, by Adol Kerji. Hello. Hello. We are joined by the luscious Lucy Yearwood. Oh, luscious. Hello. 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 <laughs> and making his Tanked Up debut from the north, the far, <laughs> far north, the out of Santa lives... Claus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's the Out of Lives podcast host, Mr. Adam Thomas. Hello, sir. Hello. I thought for sure you were going to say the Out of Lives fascist. (laughs) (laughs) Got to get it in there somewhere, haven't you? Yeah. Good, Um, good. Admittedly, I'm glad you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's there now, hey. Right. We tried as hard as we could to have a week where all of us got beers that we could all drink together because, Adam, you, sir... Aren't very much of a beer drinker, are you? No, not at all. I've I've tried two beers that you'll tell me are not beers. <laughs> uh, yes, Budweiser and Stella, which I'm I'm not claiming are proper beers in any stretch of the imagination, but that, that's what yeah. I tried when I've been giving them at parties or whatever, and when hated did, both. When was this? When I was. I'm not going to say I was underage, but <laughs> when you were forty. Shall we mute his mic from now? What, sorry? Because that's terrible. We're going to mute you, Mike, from there. <laughs> Budweiser, and what was the other one? Stella. 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 Heineken in the Netherlands isn't bad, but that was also because I was a poor student, so maybe I was just slumming it. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, it, it was back in the days when, you know, I started drinking, I get given things to try, and then it turned out those were shit, and... <laughs> I liked vodka quite a bit, so I've stuck with that pretty much. <laughs> well, so we thought we'd get some beers that we could introduce you to. Some very something very light, something easygoing, you know, something that's yeah. very something that available. can be found in my local Tesco. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So uh, I put forward that we should drink because you know having Adam on, it's it's kind of Scottish week, isn't it? Um, with their absolute you could call this a Scotch taping. We could, yes. Um, we are drinking, or at least the two beers. Let me put, let me suggest first the two beers that I put forward were the Innocent Gun Original, which I have, and which I understand you have, Adam. Yes, yes. That's the neither one. of you, Adel or Lucy, have this, do you? No, no. I would it... like to say that I'm the one who suggested that. Oh, you may. Yes, you were. Yeah. Yes. That's even worse, though, Lucy, because you suggested it and then didn't get it. Right. So. I can find it. It's not a Sainsbury's carried thing. And my local bottle shop closes at bullshit o'clock because it is Sunday and we are in a silly country. Yes, yes. (laughs) Um, So, uh, Lucy, what are you going to drink first? Um, I am going to drink a black IPA from Shindigger. Nice. Uh, Where's Shindigger from? No idea. Uh, <laughs> Manchester. Cool, cool. Adol, what are you going for first? I'm going to drink a Hop House Lager 
Yes, that uh, is um, Sainsbury approved, apparently. The Guinness uh, lager, isn't it? Yeah. The the Guinness is going to make a lager and pretend like it's craft beer. Yeah. Yeah. Right, let's crack these open. Beers number one. I will suggest that the, the second beer that um, that was put forward was the uh, Brewdog Dead Pony Club. Now, I oh, have had that. Yeah, I have had that on an episode. Um but I think that was one with it was just you and I, Adel, and you were in uh, Canada. So it'd be nice to know everyone else's views on that. Except it would just be Adel and I, because no one else has that beer either. No, that's okay. We uh, roll with them punches. Um, Adam. Certainly do. Yes. Are you going to be drinking from the bottle or a cup? A cup. Uh, the, 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 the bottle? Is that the preferred method? Uh, the cup would be better for aroma, but I was just giving you a hard time because... We were. I saw us well, all pouring, I, and you, you of the. You can you can look at us pouring into glasses as we go. <laughs> well, I didn't come that prepared, you know. Yeah, I, you know, glasses are hard to come by north of the wall. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. Um, <laughs> so, given that your your alcohol of choice is virtually scentless, um, yeah, what what does the innocent gun smell like to you? It smells like beer. <laughs> I have not got any. Does it smell like super alcoholy, sweet? Because those isn't most of their beers like aged in oak barrels. So yeah, yeah, I think yeah. a lot of them are aged in oak barrels. This one is an oak aged beer. It's the original um, yeah. Innocent Gun. I know the other one that was readily available was the rum yeah. soaked um, right. oak barrel. So. Uh, we thought we'd start Adam on something, you know, maybe not quite as um, infused with other alcohol, perhaps. Mm. Are getting any thing. smokiness, Adam? I can safely say I have no subtlety for this whatsoever. It just smells like beer. <laughs> 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 what about the taste? Well, you're going to be treated to this. Hang on. Ben, you're, you're colouring this out. <clears throat> Any good? Yeah. I think he's, he's not done. ran off to be sick or something. Is <laughs> yeah, I took I took a deliberately small sip. I mean, it's uh, it's really really sweet, hmm. like it? ridiculously so. <laughs> it's like it's almost sort of honey-ish. You kind of just got this sort of sweetness at the back. Um, you've got as a as a craft beer, it's kind of probably the worst example we could have picked because. There's almost sort of no big hoppy kind of flavours. It's hey, it's quite light. Nickel it's... Hops. No, no, that's very true. It's very true. It helps. Well, this this I'll, is kind I'll of give it this based on it says on the label that it's smooth Scottish beer with hints of toffee, vanilla, and oak. And I can say it was smooth. That's... Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, we've got you've got to read the label, and, and Ben, you didn't even tell us what it smelled like. There's not really much of, on the label. About nothing about the beer at all, really. Um, it's talking about um, investing in a bold new future for beer. For those who believe in the future of beer, founded in passion, flavour, and invention, now is our time. Invest in Innocent Gun and own part of the company. Fuck off. Um, I, 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 will, I will say that uh, Innocent Gun was um, one of the first craft beers I ever had, not knowing it was craft yeah. beer. Because um, uh, when I first started drinking 
you know, in, in the in the early 16th century. Um, <laughs> they, 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 it was just one of the beers you could regularly get, and and so uh, when I was like, well, I don't really like beer, my my buddy Colin introduced me to all the fun beers that were around, and I realized I do like beer. Um, I just nice. didn't like Molson Canadian, which is the Canadian version of Budweiser and um, Stella. Um, mm. But I did find out that the most popular British beer, beer from Great Britain in Canada, is Innocent Gun. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, it's been around for a while, and and yeah, it's, and, a long time. Uh, and they definitely um made their their impact in uh, North America, which Excuse which me. not a lot of the other ones ha- have. So I will say that about them. Um, there's nice. also a very good consistency of product, although I haven't had one in a few months. So it definitely mm. reminds me of what I had before. So nice, good, good. Um, Lucy, Black IPA, Shin Kicker. How's that going down? Uh, shin digger, but I, I, I much prefer shin kicker <laughs> as the name of a brewery. Um, it's quite light. It's five point five percent. Um, not much on the nose. Uh, it's 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 not the best black IPA I've had. Um, oh. yeah, shame really. But um, yeah, it's quite hoppy. Um, mm. it's got a bit of a uh, bit of coffee coffee flavour nice. that you expect from black IPA. Mm. But um. I don't know. It's it's not doing anything for me to be honest. No, but um, yeah, I mean black IPAs. I mean they are an enigma. It's like you know when you think of black IPA, it just shouldn't work. But um, yeah, this one's it's not that great, but um, it does the job. Yeah, yeah. fair. Uh, Adol, how was that? Uh, was it the Hop House Lager? Yeah, the Hop House. Um, I will say that it um smells very inoffensive. Um. Okay. It's got that vague nuttiness that, that you get with um, lagers, but it's really, really quite light. It's, it's like mm. the nose is really, really low. Um, low nose. That doesn't even make sense. I'm thinking volume wise. Like yes, I, um, I kind of, I kind of get what you're saying. Light, yes, not yes. as potent. Yeah. yeah, weak. There's a word. That's a word. It's not. You're not getting that sort of um, with a lot of uh, beer these days. You kind of get that sort of. That dank kind of musty smell, you know, like a lot of oh. Becks and and things like that, have yeah. that kind of have that very sort of damp hop kind of smell to them. It's not like that; is a bit more. No, and also I think well, a lot of times when you have a lager, they're quite quite bubbly, and um, that helps get the, give the nose some strength. And then the hoppers is actually not very carbonated, and so it's mm. not getting that yeah. leg up. It's um. It's it's a lager that doesn't taste much like a lager, so I can see how it wouldn't be unpopular, but at the same time, not much is going on. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, let's drink these and discuss some games. So three of us, Adam, Lucy, and myself, have been playing Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, and a we are going game. A very, very small game that no one will have heard of. Um, and we're going to discuss that, I assume, at length. And we've got a little bit of a topic to go along with um, with Horizon. A little bit of criticism that's come its way that we're going to talk about in a little. But first, Adol, as you haven't played Horizon, tell us about a game you've been playing. Oh, boss. Um... <laughs> 
I thought I, I thought I was just supposed to sit here quietly and and throw out the odd pun. Um, no, spend spend five minutes regaling us with a tale. Uh, oof. I I have, I've played uh, administrative bingo with the University of Bristol. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, ooh, uh, that doesn't sound like a fun game. What's oh, fun it's game? not, and uh, the jury's still out uh, as to what my score is in the end. Um, <laughs> Ah, balls. Uh, oh, uh, thingy, thingy. Um, Tom Clancy's TM Ghost Recon Wildlands. Oh, I uh, came in the mail today. Nice. So you've not played it. Uh, I played <laughs> the first two missions, which I played in the open beta, and then had to replay in the closed beta. And then I was like, I'd, I'm supposed to be working right now, and I'm actively repeating really boring shit. I'm done. Um. Mm. Uh, but uh, I did, uh, thanks to um, Out of Lives um, and Gloria's movie cast, uh, Dave Wyatt, um, end up buying it on the Xbox um, um, because there's a few people I know who have it. And um, yeah, I was just sort of like, oh, I... I I think I will play more of that. And it was marginally cheap on shop too. Um, but I can't nice. say anything except, thankfully, those stupid convoy missions I can now chase out of the province and not immediately lose. Ah, uh, yes, because you can um, actually visit the whole map. Yeah, yeah. So so I, I've explored a little, but I honestly just want to get that province done for good and never see it again. So I haven't got... Like, I, I want to get that province done and then explore and forget about any sort of pacing and, and strategy and just yeah, walk around. Yeah, fair enough. So, 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 you're, playing so you're, treating like you're, you're treating it as like your tutorial area? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm playing it solo now because I just want to get it done, and it was the middle of a day on Sunday, and so people I know weren't around, so I just thought, well, I know all, all of these missions. So I did up the difficulty, though, to... Oh, I don't remember, the one Normal. below the top. Hmm. How um, does it the, hold up as a single-player game? Because the criticisms I've heard against it is that it's quite repetitive, and it's probably only stands up when you're playing it with other people. Yeah, so it's really hard for me to comment because I've literally done these missions twice before. So mm. as far as repetitive is going, um, yes. <laughs> uh, I haven't experienced any of the other areas, um, other provinces, so I have no idea how um, how repetitive We definitely found that with the... We've definitely found that with the beta, though, didn't we? That yeah. it was much better playing with other people than it was just by yourself. Um, in part because the AI team that you were with were not very good. Um, has there been any improvement? Again, I, I, I mean, it's hard for me to say because I played like two missions and a few random spots that I sort of remembered. So mm. it's hard when I'm just marking enemies and then using my sniper rifle and killing most of them before my teammates even are told to shoot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think I'm in a position to talk about it um, until I actually leave this this area that's annoying me and causing me not to want to play. Yeah, that's fair enough, man. That's fair enough. I assume it's something that you will um, get into quite a lot with other people. It's one of those games that hopefully has a little bit of, of longevity, you know, something... Um, Something like the division, which you know we're still dabbling in at the moment, sort of. Um, that's been about a year now, hasn't it? Actually, the division. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, Wildlands has that. Um, you know, you've picked it up on Xbox. I know that I'm not. 
going to get it. Which is um, why I, I picked it up on. Yeah, Apple. yeah, I picked Horizon as my my big purchase um, for this for this time of year. Um, but it will be one of those that I assume you'll keep coming back to, giving us little little bits of information as and when they sort of happen to you. Yeah, that that's what I figured. Um, that's sort of the type of game I, I was I was sort of having a hankering for. So yeah, that's um that's really all I've done. Unfortunately, I um yeah that's fair. yeah I haven't played a lot this week other than that. Um, so Ooh. such is life. Fair enough. Yeah, completely. Um, I've I played almost nothing apart from Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, so I suppose we should jump into the discussion about it. I want to hear from Lucy first, because you've been sat there, patient. <laughs> I know you're itching to tell me exactly what you think about it. It's fantastic. Woo! That's it. That's all I have That's to good. say. Yeah, done. Yeah, <laughs> done. Now, I seldom play RPGs. I mean, you could I could probably count the number of RPGs I've played in my entire life on one hand. Yeah. So Played or finished? played really <laughs> i really don't like rpgs it's too much of a time sink sometimes grinding getting xp leveling up it's just reading mindless narrative a lot of games yes i most <laughs> video game stories are rubbish let's just be honest so that's why you play just... the ones that aren't and they have stories <laughs> that are usually in rpgs i'm just saying that is true but Padding a narrative around just endless systems, endless resource management, everything like that. It it, it doesn't appeal to me specifically, yeah, that's fair. but um and in a lot of ways, Horizon, um I mean I'd love it if it was sort of like a more story driven RPG light game like Rise of the Tomb Raider or something. Mm. Semi open levels and stuff like that and um rpg systems but not too in depth um i still wish it was like that but given i think the real usp for this game is the robot dinosaurs yeah. and that's why i love it and those are the funnest moments in the game um actually those encounters the story i don't give a crap about the characters i don't care about because like, the voice acting is okay but the lip syncing and the character models aren't the best mm. so, so it's a musical game yeah. <laughs> but i don't know i mean i think it's a testament to how good the mechanics are and the gameplay is if i don't care about anything like the story or the characters or the or the side quests or stuff like that but i'm still playing it and i'm still loving it yeah um yeah. i mean have you got any reservations about the game i know you love ooh, it ooh, watch that taking... word watch that word <laughs> very good very yeah good. that's foreshadowing what's to come out of yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> i um, mean have you, have you i mean i know adam you love it ben you love it um have you got any you know similar you know res- I, I can't say reservations <laughs> now <laughs> any similar reservations about the game or or is it all you know jo- jo- jump in adam let us what do you think well, I was going to say, for the listener's benefit, that's Adol's job, is just to throw people off by saying, don't use that word. <laughs> is that because I'm yeah. a person of colour? Are you saying that's my only role, Adam? 
You can't pull that card. Lucy's talking. <laughs> no, you're the one who's saying my only role is to throw... In this conversation, because you haven't played the game. No, I, I, I literally said I was going to be quiet except for some punning. Um, apparently, yeah, wordplay in general is what I should have said. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, as far as the, the gameplay and stuff goes, I've really enjoyed it. Um, it it's funny thinking about I've bagged on Bethesda quite a lot for having buggy bullshit messes of games that put me off straight away and Horizon while not perfect doesn't fall into the same category Mm. because 99% of the time it does work perfectly Mm. although the the lip sync and the 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 lip sync and the cutscenes and things like that is a bit crap to be fair but then their faces don't move very much so yeah. i barely notice <laughs> if sure. you know what i mean as as opposed to the way bethesda's worked where you know the animations were spot on but for a different conversation <laughs> yeah if, yeah if you, if you follow my meaning that they put a lot of effort into actually animating faces and mm. then didn't bother syncing it up with the dialogue whereas gorilla seemed to have just skipped that part and made the rest of the game great <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. you look at something uh the, another game i played recently was uncharted 4 and you look at the kind of emotion that you get from the character models when they're talking that i mean that lip syncing and the uh the modeling done on their faces to convey mm. tone to convey what they're feeling is is spot on that is done really well a very different game to um to horizon because Uncharted 4 is smaller, it's a lot more focused, it is sort of, it's area-driven as such. So they can put a lot more into the character models, and I know at least for Uncharted 4 they do a lot of um, motion capture, and they do do a lot with sort of motion capture of the actors' faces and things, yeah, um, to really get how performance capture as opposed yeah, to just right. motion yeah, capture yeah i think it's the, yeah. the, the 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 technical difference in terminology motion capture is just like body movements just and performance movement, capture yes. does yeah. you know yeah. facial expressions oh, and yeah. so, so there's a bunch of ping pong balls on your face yeah very difficult way of working um i don't know i don't know what they've done for horizon in that department I've not seen, any, you know, we, we know that with Uncharted 4 and, and The Last of Us that they put some sort of behind the scenes kind of photos and mini videos and stuff in the lead up to the game and just after the game had come out. But we haven't really seen anything like that from uh, Gorilla um, yeah. whilst Horizon's sort of been made yeah. or, or I mean, or to now. be fair, this game's been in the oven for quite some time, like maybe about seven years or something like that. But um, even so, like, what Adam was alluding to earlier, it's like it is a technical feat this game because considering this is running on the same hardware as Uncharted Four, yeah. which is a beautiful game in its own right, but not even a tenth of the openness of this game mm. and all the different systems, it is crazy to think how how did they manage to get that on a PS4 running so well. I haven't noticed any dips in the frame rate. I haven't um, noticed any screen tear or anything like that. And it's just it, it's 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 amazing that they've managed to pull it off. Yeah, Even the completely. load times are actually quite short compared to some games I've played. 
where you, you mm. I feel like we've went backwards in terms of loading times for some titles where everything seems to take forever. Mm. But Horizon's not suffered from that. Horizon seems to have loaded quite quickly. It's, it's not too bad. I mean, I've unlocked the thing where um, it's you can un- fast travel in unlimited uh, yeah. amount of places, and sometimes they are a bit slow. Um, so on the load time thing, how how often are like are you loading like um, large areas and then you hit a wall and it loads, or is it story based? How, no, how, how exactly? Because I literally I've only seen a few gameplay videos, and of course they don't show you the like you're in this linear hallway usually. So it's uh, it's all completely open. You can run from one end of the map to the other. Just. Yeah without hitting any loading walls or anything like that. So you're just whether, talking about the initial whether, world? Yeah, I, I was yes. talking specifically like loading up from, I've turned the PS4 on to loading in and actually like picking up my save from wherever I left off as opposed to in the game. And in the game itself, I haven't really encountered any mm. loading apart from the a couple of times when I've died. And that's yeah. been quite quick. Yeah, yeah they're not then. egregious by any you know extent it's not like bloodborne or something like that but um you know it's it's not even a complaint from me because it's like when you've got such a big game with so many assets it's like i expect there to be loading times but but yeah, yeah they're you'd, not, ra- they're... you'd rather get it all done in one go rather than run off so far yeah. and then <laughs> have to stop and then run so it's like buffering for videos online. You want it to just buffer enough and exactly. then play and not stop and start and stop yeah, and start. That, all the time. Otherwise, Adam has to stop and 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 relube for a bit. Um, <laughs> Lucy, so this is another open world game for you, Miss. I hate yeah. open world games, and it's an RPG, uh, although the like, action variety. It's crazy, and I've I've just sank so much time into it. So I haven't really like Ben. I've just exclusively played this for the last few weeks and i think i'm about 12 hours in or something like that i'm level 20 um at the moment i think ben last time me and you spoke you were around that as well yeah i've um i managed to get a couple of um evenings where evelyn has been very chilled and i think last night i managed to get five hours on Mm. um on the game so i think i hit 26 oh um and yeah, and I got to the um, so uh, you know I, I, no spoilers as such, but very early on in the game, um, it suggests that you go to another city, um, and I got to this other city, and you get lots and lots of side quests, and there's lots of stuff to do, um, and it it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, an online. Uh, you know, fantasy game. It reminds me of an MMO almost. It's that sort of grand scale that the world and the inhabitants and stuff actually give you. Um, not that, you know, uh, with an MMO, you have a zone and then you load into another zone. Normally, yeah. Horizon, you don't have that. You've got one map. And, you know, I'd say if you compared it to something like um, World of Warcraft you're looking at the map being, say, the same size as six, maybe eight zones as such, worth yeah. of stuff to do. And it's 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 populated well. You get a nice variety of robo-dinosaurs as you're going along. And I almost, whilst I'm out sort of on a hunt, trying to pick off one of these dinosaurs to either get an item or to clear the area out or something, 
I almost expect to see another player kind of crouched down in the <laughs> uh, in the grass, in the tall grass, hiding away. I'm always thinking, oh, I'll, I'll bump into somebody else because it feels big. It feels yeah. like there should be other people inhabiting this world. But thank God there isn't. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, take um, that Ubisoft. <laughs> I was just going to ask if it was sort of Ubisoft ask you mentioned clearing areas does that mean that you sort of progressively go through the map and and once you've gone through it sort of stays checked off i think if you you took it on the absolute most fundamentally basic level you could call it that Mm. but that ignores the 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 thought and design that's gone into making all of that one worthwhile to do and two make sense without feeling like it's just tacked in just to give you something to do it feels like it's a sensible part of the world that would just happen regardless of gameplay considerations if you know what i mean yeah like you create all of those different uh machines that you know and then just let them loose in a in a world space that's the sort of thing that i would almost expect to happen naturally without giving any consideration to what a human player would want to do yeah i think it's good to mention that it is open and you can go from anywhere from the start really um mm. or at least most places but in terms of as adam said it's well designed in the fact that you can go to these places i mean similar to how people have been describing zelda at the moment but you're going to well, get no. your ass kicked if you go go there so it's <laughs> like you, you know you have to level up before you even go to those places. They're not gated off by any stretch of the imagination, but there's robot dinosaurs there that will literally kick your ass. And yep. it's like, they, they're relentless and it's a much harder game than I actually thought right. it would be. Ben, but mm. You've just reminded me of um, my first stint in um, uh, World of Warcraft, um, mm. where I played a gnome rogue called no more that's g-n-o-m-o-r-e um and one of the best parts of being a rogue was um having little stealth skill so that i i spent while my friends were leveling i just explored the world and had the most glorious time exploring and these tense moments of literally hiding in the bushes with stealth on because Mm. like either enemy players were around or just you know like enemy enemies were around and i was like i just want to see what's around here but i'm going to get my ass kicked if they notice yeah. me um it sounds like you have that same sort of tension it, if you're ex- trying to push exact past same, your yeah. level in this game exact same yeah you know where you shouldn't be and yeah you go straight into stealth mode try and get his tall grass and yeah, just avoid the, everything at all costs mm-hmm. the, the difficulty is actually the next kind of talking point i wanted to actually touch on because mm. it feels it feels deliberately designed to be tough because if you imagine having to survive in that world, it wouldn't be fucking easy <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. So I think a lot of people have complained about the difficulty of it to some degree at being a bit more challenging than perhaps people are used to for a I think lot that's, of the time, think, even on yeah. the easier difficulties. But I think it's deliberately intention to be like that. Yeah. yeah. To make yeah. you, when you run up to something in a classic, oh, I'll just shoot some arrows at it and I'll throw some traps or whatever. And then you get utterly fucking destroyed. Yep. You think, 
Hmm, maybe that's not a good plan. Let's think about this. Completely. Yeah. It's got that sort of strategy-light element to it. You really need to consider what you're doing. You know, you come up against the Watchers, which are the stock sort of standard early game enemy. They're very low level. They're very easy to take out. And suddenly you come up against a, a Stalker or a Sawtooth or something that is is a lot bigger. It's intimidating. It's five times your size and as soon as you see it you think shit yes that's 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 really going to do me some damage if i don't think about this and i've spent time sat in tall grass and i watch its pathing and watch its movement and then i'll go to the other side of the area that it sort of patrols around and i'll look for other vantage points and then you've got a variety of weapons to be able to lay down traps and all of these sorts of things so you can really get into these really tense kind of tiny little encounters you know in the you know, tiny mm, in the scale yeah. of the world but these sort of individual encounters that really you know you can take five minutes planning out what you're going to be doing and then it's over in sort of 30 seconds a minute because you've you've executed it really well or you've fucked it up completely and it's destroyed <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it, it always like... reminds me sorry it always reminds me of the, the seven p's Proper planning and preparation prevents piss poor performance. And that's what this game epitomizes. Nice. If you don't plan, if you don't think about what you're doing, you get your ass fucking kicked. Yeah. 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 And Completely. then you go through a relatively short load time and try again. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like once you encounter one of these robot dinosaurs and it does seem very intimidating and you're not sure if it's, well, quote unquote, moveset, you know, their abilities, etc., etc. you go to another area of the map, you go on lower level quests, you you might you encounter grind. one of those and you're yeah, you grind and you might, you know, encounter one of those. And, you know, it could just be the one and that's part of the quest, that's part of the storyline. And you understand how to combat that and mm. how to get around their different abilities, etc. And then when you're in the open map, you know how to tackle that certain enemy. Um and you're much better prepared for it. So I think, um, yeah, doing the side quests are pretty much crucial in this game because yeah, they up anyway. And B, you know, they show you how to use the mechanics, use the weapons, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and not handhold you to such an extent, but they guide you. They they give you better preparation of how to encounter it in the open world, mm. which is really good, you know, can, gameplay and level design. Can I ask? Um, uh, two maybe follow-ups um the first just being um you mentioned that sort of sometimes the you can out or you can do content that you enjoy and then hit hit a moment and you have to grind does it feel very grindy or or is it sort of like i'm you know some games you you just sort of this is a thing the character can do immersion wise and you're just sort of like now i'm going to go on a hunt or two and i will also end up leveling such that when i end up moving to this area that I know my character needs to go, um, that's fine, but I don't feel like I'm sort of... I, I don't feel grinding, even though I'm not sort of following the main path. Yeah, th this doesn't feel grinding to me, because there's such a you know, m massive um, sort of... Yeah, of, of, of what you can do, what the different side quests are. I mean, there's things called cauldrons, which, I mean, I don't know how you describe those with well, they're, they're usually cast iron. Spherical, <laughs> or, 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 
I was going to say, based on what Meta's told me, I haven't actually been to one yet, but oh, what, right. based on what Meta's been. told me, uh, it was terrifying. They are. Uh, they are uh, shit scary areas. Um, like an arena? It's, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like a mini dungeon, a little bit yeah. of an arena in, in parts. Um, there's, it, there's, there's almost a boss battle at the end of them, which is kind of the only boss battle type element you get within the game. Um, it's essentially, I think when you go to the cauldron, it's meant to be an enemy that you've yet to encounter. Um, but I've, I've done them at really odd times because mm. they're only side missions. You don't have to go off on part of the main mission to go and do it. Um, so I, I did it and thought, oh, I've already come up against this enemy. So I know exactly what I will do. And I, I went before to, to, to uh, engage with that um, dinosaur. You have to pull a lever, basically, um, and it releases it from its hold. And essentially, I just went around putting down the, the traps that I know affect it, that it has a weakness okay. against, yeah. um, and, and doing stuff like that um, to try and make it a little bit easier. The seven uh, but, P's at play. Exactly, exactly. However... I went about doing that, thinking, uh, you know, this will be quick and this will be easy. And suddenly, uh, this was in the second cauldron I visited, um, and so, uh, suddenly a completely different type of robo-dinosaur turned up that I hadn't I thought that. about, that, that it was just thrown into the mix, yeah. um, which completely changed the way I had to do the encounter. Yeah, so actually, it, yeah. I'd had all of this planning in place, and on the fly, I just had to completely change what i was doing which was which was great yeah the last thing i want to bring up about horizon is the just the variety of like mm. the side quests the missions and most of all like the robot dinosaurs i mean i originally thought like there's only going to be three three different varieties three different types i thought you know by the time this game came out we'd seen most of them in like pre-release material and everything like that mm. but there's so many different ones and it's like I mean, I'm guessing, you know, the art the artists had probably the best time designing all these dinosaurs <laughs> and they must have loved it. But yeah, really impressed with the game. Okay. Good. Can I ask um a, a couple of questions? Well probably No, let's let's do second beers first. Well I was no, I figured we'd do second beers because it's the getting topic, on and and so no, no, I no. wanted to ask I'm gonna start drinking, fuck it. Um <laughs> Also, I, I fucking lost my bottle opener. I have no idea where it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the real reason he wants to stay away from how <laughs> how often? Uh, um, so you said that that uh, there's a big variety of side quests and a big variety of of robot dinosaurs. But that gives me an idea that maybe like how often are we seeing robot dinosaurs? Are they sort of rarer or are they like the meat and potatoes of they're the everywhere game? they're everywhere the 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 um human enemies are a lot rarer than the dinosaurs are they are the main um they're, they're the main thing that you encounter out in the wild um occasionally you get i think they're called sites so you have a watcher site where there's a pack of them going around um and you know and that's that's split up with the different dinosaurs and stuff so you do have areas where there are a very specific dinosaur so you can kind of go and grind items that they drop if you need them if they're required gotcha. but also in between those sites just on the the pathways in the in the forests and in the plains there are just other dinosaurs inhabiting the world that aren't shown on the map so you could be running across the map and suddenly you come up against two watchers and um 
oh shit what are they called the ones that have a shield shell back or something like that yes yeah. um and, and which are fucking vicious and really hard to deal with but you, you you know you can just find them suddenly they're not meant to be there so it's it's a very sort of very varied um mm. It's just like experience. an ecosystem, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's exactly what I was going to say. They, they've replaced the animal kingdom with a machine <laughs> kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he must have... I, I think he's found his bottle opener and it must have been <laughs> yeah. right in front of him. Uh, inside baseball, while Ben was talking, I did the continue talking, don't worry about me, I'm going to escape in a bottle opener, and I ran off to the kitchen to get a bottle opener. Reapproaching the chair, I see the bottle opener, which apparently was in my crotch the whole time. Oh, That's right. Second beer, second beers. I am drinking the second beer, uh, the Brewdog Dead Pony Club. It's um, a, a session pale ale. It's only 3.8%. It's a nice light beer, but it's a lovely big flavor. Yeah, I actually thought that this was like the pick to get Adam to buy. Well, this would have been this would have been the better choice. He's failed miserably in the planning part where I sent you a picture of the selection that I had at my disposal and you picked out two. I said I will get one and then I got nothing. <laughs> nothing back at all but which one to buy. So I picked randomly one of them and it happened to be the one that was twenty five pence cheaper. <laughs> well we ignored we ignored you because we wanted you to get two. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I thought that we could plan peer pressure. Backfired, you. didn't it? <laughs> peer pressure, peer pressure. No. Um. So, uh, Adol, quick thoughts on the um. Dead on pony the dead pony. Um. I've also had it before, but I haven't talked about it. I will say that um, for such a light beer, it has quite the nose. Just on the pour yes. itself, it it really gives you that light hoppy, like a strong but light hoppy um, nose. It's an IPA. I mean, the problem I have with it is you can have a session IPA that, that is light in alcohol, but sort of strong in flavor, and this is just sort of light all round. Yeah. Um, having said that, if someone said, you need to drink a light beer, I would drink this one, even though it's not a quote-unquote light beer. I, I will say, the Dead Pony Club says, get ready to gun it down the Pacific Coast, Coast Highway through a hop-heavy West Coast Wonderland. This ale is chopped, tuned, and ready to roll. Bright and bracing, Dead Pony has been crafted from an insane amount of West Coast hops to deliver massive citrus aromas. Dive in and the toasted malt base soon gives way to a huge box fresh hop hit, washing tropical fruit floral hits and spicy undertones all over your palate. This is a session ale with balls of equine proportion. Laid back, but hop forward, California dreaming for the craft beer generation. No ponies were harmed in the making of this beer. Um, <laughs> I will say, I'm sorry, I buggered that up a couple times. Um, mostly because I thought the, some of those paragraphs weren't, weren't going to continue about this specific beer. Uh, I will say that um, the maltiness isn't as strong as I would have thought, given the description. No, you not so. Yeah, you definitely get that that hoppiness um, that the citra citrus hop aromas and the hoppiness. But again, it, I wouldn't say that it was huge and wavy and in your face. I would say that it's quite light and hoppy, um, but in an inoffensive way. Like a yeah, this is a nice hoppy light beer, and you Definitely. could it's perfect for a session ale. I mean, a session IPA. Well, it is. Say. Yeah, yeah, completely. yeah. I mean. Um, uh, 
but I wouldn't. That description makes it sound like it's really in your face and yeah, really California dreaming, mm. and it's just not that. No, Lucy, what's your second beer? Um, my second beer is a Stone Session IPA. So, Stone American Company. Mm. They recently opened a brewery in Germany, so these are cropping up all over, you know, the UK. Um, it's a what they describe as a vibrant, hot bursted session IPA. So another session IPA. Um, it's much nicer than the Dead Pony Club. Um, it's a lot more fruit to it, a bit of a piney um, sort of taste. Um, it's very hoppy. Um, it's probably medium bitter. It's 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 what you expect from a session IPA, as you said. The Dead nice. Pony Club is. It's quite light in terms of mm. flavor, and in you know ABV, this is four point seven percent, but it's packed with a lot of flavor. It's um, you know, it's one of their staples. Um, I mean, Stoner want like one of the godfathers of craft beer, especially over in America. But um, yeah, they they consistently make good beers, and it's like nothing's been um, you know, they haven't gone too complicated with anything and they just make good standard beers which good. Are, still good. have flavor so yeah it's nice. nice um so adam you don't have a second beer do you no and not a single word of any of that made sense <laughs> 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 you'll learn my son you'll learn you'll we'll get learn. you the next time you're on we'll find something a little more to your oh, tastes perhaps maybe we'll palatable we'll, we'll find out a little bit more about what you like and maybe we'll try and steer you towards a bit say, we're gonna have an ongoing segment of adam's beard education yes yes, yes. It's, it'll be good it'll be good every every month or so we'll um we'll try something new so the topic for this episode i think we're going to be very quick talking about this because i think we all probably have a very similar view um as we've kind of discussed it already but we're bringing it to you dear listener um an article was written um on medium.com uh, we found this by way, I believe, of Eurogamer, maybe? Push no, Push Square, that's it. Thanks, Adam. Um, and it's a, an article basically criticising uh, Horizon for its use of Native American language, almost. Um, it, it's kind of um, appropriation, cultural appropriation, um, and not actually speaking with the community before using certain words and using the aesthetic um, that has come. It's an article written by um, Dia Lucina, which you can find on medium.com. Um, and I think really she's not criticising the devs so much as criticising journalists for not calling out um, the, the, the criticism. Or uh, of, I think... Uh, Sorry. I'd, um, no, yeah, but, please. please. Um, I think she's she's... Definitely calling out the developers, but she's uh, in the in the sense of the, this is a thing. But it's mostly the language the the reviewers have used, yeah. and the fact that there's no sort of mention of what issues come along with not only the imagery in the game, but um, sort of the. Um, so, I mean, she's sort of second paragraph. Most of these words repeat, but none so glaringly as these. Tribal, primitive, mm. braves, savage. Um, 
and she, and she says that like uh, not a single review makes mention of the historical usage of these words or the tropes reflected in Horizon that cause the writers to use them without hesitancy, uh, and that's a problem. Uh, I think outside of the rhetorical move of assuming that there was no hesitancy involved, um, I do think that there is something to be said about questioning these things. Yeah. Um, there was a, a reply from the from Guerrilla Games, though. Um, um, does uh, someone have that in front of them? Um, yes, it's. Um, I think that one's from uh, Waypoint, isn't it? Um, which is a Vice website. Um, yes. Is um, that the one which is the yeah? So yeah, John John Gonzalez, the game's narrative director, um, uh, gave his comments on the use of the word brave, and he talked about. Um, the idea that they had gone into a lot of conversation and gone into a lot of detail about picking very, very specifically picking the words that they wanted to use um, and actually taking a lot from lots of different cultures. So it's not just Native American culture. There's Norse in there. There's Celtic culture in there. There's lots of different cultures which they had taken and they they wanted to use you know a sense of language which people understood which people could um put a, an image to as such um but they wanted to do it not in a uh, an offensive way essentially yeah i think um so they said talking about the term brave specifically with that in particular, our research into it was that it was not a term that would seem to be offensive. We were trying to find a term that would combine the capabilities of a warrior and the capabilities of a hunter. And it was a term that we felt um, was not derogatory, as we came across some terms that were definitely slurs against Native Americans and other groups throughout history. So our decision was based on brave not being a hot-button term. So at the very least, it seems like they tried to do their homework. Yes. Um, Lucy, I know I think you're going to be very quick on this. Yeah. What are your thoughts? It's ridiculous, man. Just, just shut up. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> like, it's like, can we just focus on how great a game this is rather than trying to tear it down? And it's like, I mean, video game narratives aren't always the best anyway. I mean, this is even in a sense we don't usually see things like you know, I, I don't know what you call this um, post-modern futuristic I don't know what what you'd call it neo-futurism post-apocalyptic yeah post-post-apocalyptic that's the one cheers um but it's like all these games are pretty much pigeonholed already it's like you know it's like it's the same as Skyrim or or what I'm sure all these other you know games like I don't know Far Cry and it's like they're all going to be pigeonholed and they're all going to be like, oh, yeah, this is how it was. You know, pe people were savages and this and that. And it's like they're not they're not using these terms in a in a way that, you know, a positive way. It's like everyone that Aloy speaks to is an asshole anyway, because they, <laughs> you know, they, they outcasted her. And, you know, they're just a bunch of assholes who believe in some sun god or something like that. And she's like, look, guys, you know. None of this means anything. I shouldn't have been outcasted. You shouldn't consider yourself as higher than me. So it's like mm. they're portraying that anyway. So I don't see how this is so offensive to anyone. Hang on, hang on. I don't know um, if, uh, if uh, it was. 
Adam, how about your uh, your, your quick uh, your your thoughts? Well, I've, I've fallen the, the maybe not as aggressively as Lucy on the this is not an argument for me. I mean, take hmm. take Braves as a a particular example. I don't see how it can be construed as being deliberately derogatory toward any particular group when it's an accurate description if you go by the dictionary. Ooh, well, careful on the pe- dictionary, buddy. Well, if you use the word brave as it, you know, for going out and doing things that other people wouldn't do, in a world like that, wouldn't you consider people who are hunters or that defend the village and all that but kind there, of thing a, as that? There's a historical context in which um, Indian mm. brave is, is a term, right? Uh, and it was a term yeah. d- used specifically to denote the warriors of the savage race. And it was, Unquote. but it was, it was a, it's a word given to them. It's not a word that comes from their culture. Yeah. It's a word that's been given to them by yeah. somebody else. No, I, I understand that, but what I mean is, is the word in this particular case, if you use just the the sheer meaning of it, as you know, a, you know, brave or bravery, you know, mm. it it follows on a clear logical path. It's not just a word tacked on to anything. Right, but if you I know, mean, I mean. You got to be careful because uh, "gay" came from "happy" and was used quite derogatorily for a while. So you have to take the context in as well. However, I don't think people who are sort of anti-Native American or any of that rhetoric, which certainly exists today, um, use that word very often or at all. Which is why I'm more skeptical about that usage. Um, I've cut you off, but I'm going to continue to talk because that's the guy I am. Um, no, but I mean, really, so. <laughs> yeah. So what I wanted to, to, to sort of say is that the developer also said that when they use terms like, like brutal and savage and, and these very sort of derogatory primitive is another one of those words. Um, they made a point of, of having, you know, bad guy characters saying that like, so in yeah. story context, it makes sense using bow and arrow, et cetera. Like, yeah, you are using primitive weapons and I'm an asshole and I'm saying you're primitive. And I think that it's dangerous to say you shouldn't use those words because they have historical significance. Um, at the very least, we should be talking about that historical significance when it might actually affect modern day people, but we can't pretend like it didn't happen. Like that's not useful for anyone. And it sounds like they really tried and i having not played the game i can't comment on that but i will comment that apparently the writer of the article also didn't play the game and it was just saying it sucks that the reviews didn't call these these terms out but there's sort of no context for the rest of the world to know when those used words were used yeah i, I don't think there's anything that's, that says anywhere um whether she played the game or not so we can't sort of assume that she hasn't sorry from what she said she is only calling out reviewers not the actual game is what i'm saying yes 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 um i don't i don't understand it to be honest i mean i mean we have games like mafia 3 which are try to you know represent what happened historically and um try to tackle racism head on and i think they did a really good job of it in terms of the narrative Mm. i don't think horizon is that game i'd be surprised if the developers actually put so much thought into this i think it's only because they've been questioned by it why i'm sure i'm sure the narrative guys um you know probably thought about it because you know they they think hard about their work and you know it's it's their baby they want to 
do as best as they can for it. But in terms of, it's not that kind of game. I mean, in Mafia 3, it was baked into the gameplay and everything. Whereas with Horizon, I just think it's one of those cases where, as Adam said, it's post, post-apocalyptic. We're going back to caveman times, etc., etc. People, it, I just don't get it with this sort of, sort of game because everyone in that game has a modern accent. And <laughs> it's like just walking around, you know, 21st century, wherever. There's nothing to... I just don't think the narrative yeah, is that they've, good. They've, they've almost they've so. not they've not created another language. It's 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 strange to think that in you know X number of years time after the world's gone to shit and there's only a small groups around that yeah. actually they don't have different words for things. So they haven't yeah. created their own sort of uh, their own entomology, their 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 own language almost. And it's all just cliche. But it's I like, suppose they they need to yeah they they sort of need but, to base it in in now for the people playing it to mm. sort of uh, to understand and have maybe a few cultural sig- signifiers as such and that's a very nice point from lucy to finish on um so damn uh, favorite, favorite <laughs> oh, wait, did you have something to say adam, adam. sorry adam <laughs> <laughs> the only thing i was going to say was the the writer of the medium articles obviously taking a very specific view of from taking it from the native american point of view which i've not any real connection to at all being from the UK. I don't have a great understanding of their history and, and everything else, but it's co- and when I played Horizon, well, that's obviously an influence. I saw plenty of other influences through yeah, the Celtic yeah, culture yeah. and things like that. And that's one of the things that puts me off that specific criticism is because it seems to ignore that as well. That's true. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it, it's the, the, using the terminology and taking up the historical significance is a good thing to do but i think a lot of the people who have reviewed the game and things like that will be in the same boat as me where that was that was clearly not the only influence Mm. to the developers Mm. and that's why maybe it wasn't it wasn't like this is a native american based game it's not as egregious in your or their minds um because of these other cultural sort of um yeah, elements that's been brought into it yeah yeah i yeah. I, I i understand i think it, it needs broadening out a little bit in that yeah. sense rather than just picking up on the native american influences on their own because if they did that just the native americans on their own it would be a different game yeah very Probably much agree. very much yeah um it'll be interesting to see how red dead redemption 2 tackles this uh, but that's another talk for another time um favorite beers favorite beers favorite beers because i've got a baby to go and deal with adult you had two beers. Which one was your favourite? It'd have to be the Dead Pony Club. Yep, fair enough. I'm going to go also with the Dead Pony Club. Lucy? Uh, the Stone IPA. Cool. So it's Session Pale Ale. Adam? Yes. You had one beer, <laughs> so not your favourite beer. Did you at least like the Innocent Gun? No. Not really, to be honest. <laughs> so, I'm not, not going to of... lie. I... Outside of the um, sip you had to describe, how much of it have you had? Another two or three sips after that. Don't waste good beer. (laughs) Well, one have tanked up. (laughs) I didn't waste it. I tried it on here specifically to take part, and it's the results were not 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 favourable. But that's 
hey, I don't know. blame the beer for that. It's just one of those things. Yeah, it's not your it just power. Doesn't seem yeah, to be for no, me. Um, <laughs> we'll I'm, get you on board. I you? will say Flux, thanks Flux. for 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 giving it a go. That's it. Yeah, yeah definitely, man. It's good, Adam. It's good. We'll get you on again, and we'll pick a different beer, perhaps. Um, we'll continue uh, you spending know. your money on things that you clearly don't like. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm must say, I have to apologize to the listeners who are maybe hoping that I would. I would have like the worst reaction possible and be running away, being sick or something. But I've <laughs> disappointed them because I've had a very mellow. Eh, I, I that or they thought than... that you'd have been brought around to the cause. <laughs> yeah, that definitely didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> so all no. round listeners will be disappointed with me. <laughs> <laughs> Probably just disappointed with the whole episode. To be fair, um, Adol, <laughs> how do people talk to you? Um, usually with their mouths. Yes, good. How do they do that over the internet? Oh, with their fingers. <laughs> Very good. Lucy, how do people talk to you <laughs> the internet? Um, follow me on Twitter, beerresistible underscore. I think that's what it is. Yeah. I'm going to start <laughs> tweeting is, a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tweeted today, had a nice... Um, Yakima Pilsner from Vacation Brew. It was very nice. nice. So I'm going to start tweeting a bit more. Good. Uh, Adam, how do people get hold of you, man? At Adam Thomas 1994, 1964 on Twitter <laughs> and PSN, and of course you can check out the Out of Lives podcast, which Very I good. host. Very good, you do, you do. Um, Adel, of course, you are at the Omniarch. Uh, I am at Nova underscore forty seven on Twitter and on um, PSN. Drop the at, and you can get us on Twitter at Tanked Up underscore Cast. However, for another week, we have been. Oh wait, 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 wait. Oh. We have to do the shilly thing because one day someone might actually review us and then we'll appear on more search engines, et cetera, et cetera. Please give us a five-star review and or a less than five-star review, but ideally five, um, on the iTunes and or on Stitcher. Um, whatever your podcasting platform of choice, reviews help us reach more ears. And as I said last week on Out of Lives, this is what podcasts feed on. It's very true, yes. Definitely go and do that. shit. <laughs> hey man, no, I don't think you've reviewed us. You're not one of the four people from the UK, so you fucking get on it. Right. For another week, we have been tanked up. Thank you very much for listening. Take it easy. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. Ciao. It's weird when I don't do the chow, hey? I, I even weird, miss weird, it when I... I can't expect it. Yeah, I haven't done it for for a couple of months, actually. I keep saying bye. Bye, 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 bye. No, no you right. put the phone down. Catchphrase for hi. No, no, you put the phone down. I've I've stopped my audio. I haven't. Yeah. I, I'm going to continue to um, this guy. What episode are we, dude? I think 68? it's 68. Yeah, yeah. Did mine not record? Oh, son of a boss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Serious.